You're listening to About My Father's Business, presented by Iron Wifey. Without further ado, here's your host, the Iron Wifey herself, Michaela. Hello, loves, and welcome back to another episode. Now, today we're picking up with part two of our last guest, Shalia Roby. In part one, we tackled childhood trauma, mental health, and accepting the call to ministry. But today, we're unveiling manipulation in the church, we're testing for false spirits, and we're squaring up with shame. If you enjoyed part one, I know you're going to love part two. Let's jump back in. Now, pressure doesn't change purpose. Yeah. Why the name of the book? Michaela, does it change it? You are, come on. <laughs> You're right. I'm going to ask you. It does doesn't. it change it? No, it doesn't. It, it may it steer you along a different route, but eventually yeah. you're going to have to come back to that purpose that God has placed within you. you literally, like, you can't live. Mm-hmm. Once you become aware of it, there's no way. Once you come into, he leaves the 99 just to get you. Mm-hmm. Once you come into it, he's relentless. He won't relent. He won't relent. So there's just no way that your purpose can shift or change. A lot of people um, read that title and they do think about their hardships of what they've gone through in life. Mm-hmm. And it has a connectivity to that. Um, but it's big connectivity is to the fact that like, you're not going anywhere. There's literally nowhere, nothing that can change it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that can change it. Um, and it came to me, truthfully, um, after one of the hardest things in my life that I have experienced. And um, I do want to take the time to share this on, uh, right now mm-hmm. and um, vocalize it because um, it's just in the book. And a lot of people you know, who haven't read my book or anything, they wouldn't know the story. Um, But, you know, I dealt with something I never thought, like, I was like, what? Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I fell um, both victim and being um, distant from. Uh, I fell into a place where um, I was manipulated um, by somebody I trust. Um, so in the year of two, 2016, and I had just defeated, I defeated um, suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. And um, I was I was at my apartment in Akron, Ohio, like, I'm going to jump off this roof. If I don't find somewhere that I can go and I can't leave that place, God, until you, you do something about it. Um, there was a church not too far, literally two minutes away from my house. And um, I had heard someone say the name before. So it was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go go there. I went there and it was on a Wednesday at two o'clock. The doors were unlocked, but there was nobody there, pitch black. Mm-hmm. I went into the sanctuary, found my way to the sanctuary. And I cried at the altar. I cried, cried, cried. And then I sang and then I worshiped. Mm-hmm. And this woman came in, she was, but she ended up being a cleaning lady and she walked up to me and she said, can I, can I clean with you? I mean, can I pray with you? And I said, yes. And she sat down, she grabbed 
my hand, she put her hand over my heart, and she literally said, you shall live and not die. Mm. Out of all of the words that, like, you know, people usually start off with, thank you, Jesus, we mm-hmm. can come to you right now, but the first thing that released out of her mouth, Michaela, was you shall live and not die. And I walked out of that place. I've not had a suicidal thought. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I've not had a suicidal thought since. So I started to attend that place of worship. And um, I was still like, I was still in a space where I, did, I had gotten out of a really bad breakup, you know. And I was like, you know, there's, there's, there's nothing that, you know, here right now I just want to do whatever and I was making good money so I was just doing whatever I wanted truthfully I was just doing whatever I wanted I would go to church when I felt like it um in a new environment so it's not home it's like you know they my mama expect me to be at church on Sunday even when I was on (laughs) campus she was like no you better be at church on Sunday but I didn't have that so I just would go when I went to you and then um I had um my pastor reach out to me uh, I hadn't joined yet. I hadn't joined the church yet. Um, but he reached out to me on Facebook and asked me, is everything okay? Now, I had just got back um, from being on a trip with this ex-football player, and it was horrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was horrible. And so it was, like, right on time, like, guess I need to talk to somebody um, I was recording music, but it was secular music. It was like, let me not use that word. Um, it was music that didn't help anybody, really. Mm-hmm. It didn't help nobody. Um, and it was like the environment around me, everything seemed like dead, cold. Like I was in a room. I was meeting stars. I was sitting with producers. Like I was in places that I thought I would dream to be. But God was saying, let me see how how different, how these, we all on the outside looking in have a dream of something, but once you're in it, it's, it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ran to the place I knew best, and that was the house of God, um, only to be met with um, someone who manipulated the word of God for his own gain. Mm-hmm. And I ran into someone who um, saw my desperation saw, um, you know, things that I was going through. And it's crazy because I really never talked like out loud outside of my, my close circle with these words. Um, but, um, he saw where I was and he, he played on it to his own advantage. And he began to tell me, um, that my family didn't care about me, all of these other things. Um, and it started off with like drinking and like drinking together and like hotel rooms and all of this other stuff until I found myself in a space where I'm like, what is going on? Like what I got fired from my job. He started taking care of me. Um, and this whole time I'm like, God, I know this is wrong, but I was so the pit of me, what I wanted, my, my desperation and my want to be loved, to, mm-hmm. to be supported by something was overpowering that's that thing I was saying about your will and your emotions and Mm -hmm. being able to 
power over them. I'm telling y'all because I dealt with, like, I'm telling y'all because I, this is something God, I believe, wants me to become a master at. Um, Mm -hmm. You speak from experience. Yeah, and I knew that I was, hear me, I knew that my, I had to take responsibility for my part in it. Um, But I do not apologize I do not believe this was something that I there wasn't anything that I sought out hmm. and I had I had talked with my friend and she told me like you know if you don't leave this football player alone like you know God the way God says if you close a demon out let him come back seven times strong yep I thought that I could never let this nigga back into my oops I'm sorry I could never let this (laughs) I could never let this man into Mm -hmm. my space because of her I'm thinking it's him but no it was it was something else waiting for me seven times worse because I'm indulging the door was indulging in something else for love Mm -hmm. for affirmation that was the door and so seven times worse, I mean, he separated me from my family. He made me believe my family. That's how they get you. They say, you know, they separate you from what you know or can tell you better. My mom called me one day, literally around Christmas. She called me and she said, God is telling me to tell you to think for yourself. God mm. is telling me to tell you. And I was like, I snapped on my mother. I oh. snapped on my mom like, what you telling me that for? You think I'm brainwashed? Flip out because my mom is a prophet Mm. (laughs) so so whenever my mom get to talking i don't want to hear nothing she Mm -hmm. loves i don't want to hear it (laughs) and it literally um it hurt my heart because that's what the moment god allowed my mother to plant a seed to say you are being brain you are being manipulated he bought me a ring told me he was gonna leave leave his wife and kid you this is this mm-hmm. is mastery manipulation because i'm not trying to be funny but the pastor is in a wheelchair now i don't mind i love all people but i for what i want and in a man like i don't know if i'm equipped to handle such a charge as that like mm-hmm. i don't i have no idea if i'm equipped to do it and it was it was like it was so the the manipulation ran so deep it, it i began to see the web like i became cool with some people in church one of them in particular I was telling her like what he was saying to me because I was so encouraged for the things and she said he said the same thing to me oh and but she didn't look at it as a bad thing yeah and I'm like what you know what I mean like I'm like wait what 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 and so when I told him that I told her that he was like you can't be telling her the stuff I be telling you telling you why not Mm. Why not? That's when it all, um, you know, things coming out, like, during times where we were be, we would be inebriated. He always wanted me to be inebriated. Always. Like, mm. like I, to even be hit to the fact that every time you wanted to spend time, it was under the influence of alcohol. Yeah. You know? Um, and to say things like, oh, I want you to be my assistant. This assistant I got right now, but she used to be my assistant. And she used to be my assistant. And I'm finding out people, um, cousins, like, 
literally that aren't cousins and I'm just listening. God has my ears. He thinks I'm under. He thinks mm-hmm. I'm defeated during these times of inebriation. But literally my 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 ear was just like, oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh. Um, and to the point where, you know, I began to see certain things. I see other women, you know, in the, in church and the churches with rings on, similar rings on. Like, you know, I'm I'm like, woo, like God I'm not playing with me like this. Like this is, you know, and to be because I I cared for him. Mm-hmm. Like even if it wasn't a way of uh, even if it wasn't true um romanticism or what have you, like I care. I care for you as being a being my my shepherd. Mm-hmm. Like you you're supposed to be my shepherd. Um and yeah, so I ended up having an affair with my pastor that ran about six months. And wow. um, it wasn't until I went to, like, I mean, he would tell me, you're the only one that don't listen. Once I started to get, like, you don't listen, you don't, you know, and saying, I, like, just crazy stuff. Like, and I'm only telling y'all this, uh, not not to, you know, come after this man because I've forgiven him. I, mm-hmm. I've truly forgiven him. Um, but to make y'all aware that you're not the only ones in this situation, and this is something that has been seen so much from the pulpit mm-hmm. and silence. No one talks about it. And I'm not that person that's going to be quiet about it because I don't want you guys to experience it. It's not something that's necessary to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not okay. And it needs to be addressed that people are pimping from the pulpit. Yes. With their yes. We are pimping from the pulpit and, um, any manipulation in itself is the oldest trick in the book. You it's have to test the spirit. You have literally, to test the spirit. It's the oldest trick in the book. Mm-hmm. Lucifer came in that mug like, Hey, I'm playing with you. Manipulation is the oldest trick in the book and it is witchcraft. Yes, and what people what people don't realize is that Lucifer was in heaven too. Yes. He knows the word of God. Like he was in heaven too. So he knows how to play you. Know it. He know it. He know it. Um and I've never I've never been able to see God. I, I know it was for two reasons. It was for for a birthing or an uh, activation of one of my gifts, mm-hmm. but it was also for me to get a realization that they are fault they're all they're they there are false um, prophets out here. There are people yes. who are literally standing um, in front. And whether they want to be or not, some false prophets don't even know they're being false because they're literally, they've, they've eaten so much of their own uh, ideology, their own theology, so much. They don't even know. They they're don't blinded. Know. They're mm-hmm. blinded. And then there, there are people like this pastor who knew exactly what he was doing. Mm. Um, and to, will tell me like you know i'm like i have the, i don't know what you think this is but i have a, a very strong discernment like i told him that like i got discernment i know i'm not the only woman like i know and he literally told me try to dampen what i thought on my gifts mm-hmm. i don't know what you think i don't know what you and um that is the year god activated word of wisdom for me that is wow. the air God activated word of wisdom for me. And he wanted me to see how it could be perverted right in front of my face. Wow. 
Um, and like, it got to the point where it was a, oh, if you tell anybody, like, they'll just get curious. Cause you know, he's in a wheelchair. They'll just get mm-hmm. curious. They'll want to know after I signed, they're getting a new building. I'm about to be worth $2 million. It was just so much stuff that it, if I had it, oh, Holy Spirit, if I hadn't been delivered from suicidal thoughts, Michaela, you think I would have made it through that? Because I did it silently. I went by, I went through that by myself. I was ashamed. Yeah. I was so ashamed, but I, I squared up with shame. That's why I'm able to tell my stories or, or speak on things because shame is, shame is what people give you. Guilt is what you give yourself. So I, I, shame, no, now I got to deal with the guilt of it. Mm-hmm. So after it was said and done, I left the church. I got a word. My, my, um, spiritually, I had a dream first before I decided to speak up and tell two people who I know for a fact God sent, sent to me to be able to release it to. And I had a dream that I was, I was in a pulpit and I mm. was preaching <laughs> and I was laying my hands on to him and praying for him and whatever was on him jumped on me and I wrestled with it mm. to the point where I woke up out of my sleep throwing something off of me and looking to the side and seeing a dark figure and I was just staring at me and I weeped I was terrified but I weeped I cried and I asked God how did I get here because mm. like a crouching like it had caught its balance mm-hmm. and I called him and I told him that about this dream and he told me, do not tell anybody. Don't tell one person. Yeah, McKayla. What? Yes. You're my shepherd. But that was perverted anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but we know this. The thing is that man is very, very, very gifted. Very prophetic. Very gifted. And we know, and, and what I've learned is that people who have great gifts they deal with a high level of perversion yeah which is why you always have to be careful um and I left that church my my um best friend she had a dream and she called me and said I seen you in the church I'm seeing you in the church you have there's chains connected to this man in the pulpit chains women are bound to this man and you have chains in there in your hand and they're broken Mm. She said, you can either take those, you can either drop those chains where they lay and, and never deal with this again, or you can pull those chains and walk out of the sanctuary with them. Wow. And that's when I knew I had to leave. That's but that's when I knew I had to tell my story mm-hmm. because women weren't, there were women that weren't supposed to stay there and be exposed to that. Yeah. And um, I ended up leaving and I was gone for months and didn't talk to nobody but I knew one thing God said you have to write your wrong and that was with his wife yeah I knew I had to to say something and reach out to her um and long story short the ending was the when I knew I was supposed to go back to Lansing and leave Cleveland Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I went and God literally moment I left that church my car stopped working 
I had to, I ain't had no car. I had to get out of my apartment, file bankruptcy. I didn't have no place. I was living with a stranger in a place um, called Maple Heights. No, no one knew where I was. No one could find me. And I thought this was God punishing me, but it was God shielding me. It was your wilderness. It was, it was my wilderness. It was, mm-hmm. is God, I don't need anybody to find you right now. This is not what I need for anybody. Um, and I was getting ready to um, speak to his wife and I needed her phone number. And there was one lady who just kept so sweet, so sweet. I loved her so much. Like I met some amazing people at that church. And I, to this day, like if I ever encountered any of them, like the love that I would give them for, you know, I I love them all. Even, you know, even the ones that were like, ah, I can't talk to you no more. Like, I love you. Um, I love you. Uh, and I reached out to her and she was like, I, she had been contacting me. Like, can you please call me? Can you please? (laughs) I was like, no, I'm not. Um, so she was like, wow, I've been telling you, I will not give you anything until you call me. I called her and she's like, where have you been? And I'm like, what? You know? And she's like, everything has changed. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, everything has changed. Um, when you left something left with you, Mm. those are her exact words. When you left something left with you and you noticed it, she's like, you noticed it. And she said, now people have just been leaving. Wow. And then she was like, but somebody really wants to talk to you. I'm like, who? And she said, Miss Mia. I'm like, okay. She was like, Miss Mia really wants to talk to you. Will you talk to her for me? And I'll give you what you need. And I talked, I I called Miss Mia. Miss Mia said, you don't have to say anything. I know. Wow. And I'm sorry that you went through that by yourself. I'm sorry no one ever said anything. I'm sorry that I knew how this, what this person was capable of and I never said anything. Do you want to know something? What's that? Miss Mia is the woman who spoke out of her mouth. You shall live and not die. Miss mm. Mia was the moment for me that I realized that God has never left me what I did was what I was supposed to do mm-hmm. and that there was purpose in everything that I had just went through. Because mm-hmm. I would have never, I would have never. It was like the, the the beginning and the end on the period. That's when I knew it was time to leave Cleveland. Mm-hmm. That's when I knew it was time to go. So, yeah, man. Um, I really man. forgot to- I really forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even matter. I really forgot it the question. It doesn't even matter. It, it's, um, it's something that I won't be ashamed of because my intent and heart, I know my intent and heart wasn't to be that way. I know that situation doesn't mm-hmm. define me, but it equipped me. And it was one more thing I needed to be delivered from to be on the other side for other people. And that's the way I look at it. And I wish, you know, that pastor nothing, nothing mm-hmm. but the best. Mm-hmm. Literally because the anger that I had, excuse me, the anger that I had was 
how could you, you know, with, with God's power, how could you? And God, it seemed like God was continuously blessing this man in spite of what had happened. And God just said to me, I forgave you, didn't I? Mm. This man is still charged to me. This is, I still raised him up. Even though he, he is perverting what I, I've done, I still raised him up. So if he ever calls out to me to ask to be different, to ask for a repentance, I must answer him. Hmm. And that's why I left it at that. That takes a lot of strength to be able to wish nothing but God's grace on someone who hurt you. He didn't meet the angry Shalia. Because <laughs> I used to be an angry little sucker. <laughs> I used to be so mad. Like I used to the quickly. I hate everything. That was my I hate it. I hate you. I hate like that's that was you know what it was, but Wow. That had a lot to do with reflecting what I how much I hated myself. Mm-hmm. how much I didn't like myself. So I, I thank God for that. I'm sorry. I feel like I've just been talking. Girl, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, everything that you have been sharing is, I know it's led by the Lord because somebody else is going through the same thing and they wow. need this word. Yeah. They need it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, now that you have given me tears and oh. we are good. <laughs> I've had my cry for the day. <laughs> um, pressure doesn't change purpose. How do you handle pressure now? Oh, man. I compartmentalize. Mm. Definitely. Um, I live by faith. And that is so funny because I hear, you know, I saw it hear my mom and everybody to do it you know just so just shall live by faith I literally allow God to take to literally like he has to surround me so that between me and the problem is God no matter which angle it hits me from it's God I will say to him God well what can I do about this what can I do with the power and the domain you giving me with this problem and if it's beyond the tools that I have or the gifts that you've given me for it it's your problem Mm -hmm. God is your problem I don't I moved to Atlanta a year and five months ago when I moved here I I had literally put all my clothes in trash bags. I moved to Atlanta. I had my first month's rent. I didn't get that until two weeks before I, the full amount, the day before I left. Uh, and when I got here, it was just me, my air mattress, like, I no job, nothing. God has literally carried me. People coming out of nowhere. People watch me. They see me. That oh, she's doing good. She's doing great. No, God is doing great. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything. God will send a stranger to put groceries in my my refrigerator, and then send somebody else the next day to ask me if I need grocery shopping. I'm feeling bad. Like no, nah, somebody else just took me grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit slapped me. Like this is what abundance looks like. I sent mm-hmm. two people. I didn't just send one. Like like literally pay rent pay like all of these different things god has been providing for me um 
and it it's crazy because I the when the moment I minimized my problems to the size that I believe God to be, that's when everything shifted for me. Mm-hmm. So I think God is just like huge. Like my mind, like I don't even think I know a thread of his of his uh you know his train fills the temple. I don't think I know a thread of that 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 train. I don't mm-hmm. think I know it. Um, and so when I think about bills not being paid or not having a car or not having enough money, I think about this ain't nothing to God. Like he literally can like, like he, he bat his eyelashes and all of that changes. Like he don't got to move a hand. He don't got, look, he don't even have to say a word. He just blinked. Even if he, if he even can blink, Jesus can blink. Jesus can blink. Um, but you know what I mean? Like I minimized what my problem would be compared to the God that I serve. Yeah, and that's why I, abundantly above and beyond. Man. Like exceedingly abundantly above and beyond. Not just okay. above, and but beyond, beyond the above. Yes. yes. <laughs> like beyond the above. So yes. the thing that I'm like, hey, my wildest dreams, like the craziest thing I could think about, he like <laughs> Like he's laughing. Yes, like, he's like, "Oh, Shalia, girl, go beyond that." Yeah, like beyond. Yes. What? So I'm I'm in great expectation of God. Um, I'm in great expectation of Him, and so I deal with my pressure, um, in a matter of that. And I'm I'm very uh I'm a very I have a big personality. Mm-hmm. I can talk to anybody, but I understand the. Um, importance and the value of being by yourself and in this world where we can connect to anybody at the drop of a swipe of a finger Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a big phone person like I don't text a lot I don't y'all see me on social media because I post and I get off like I don't like I try to take back um, that space um, because you can deal with something and you encounter the wrong person or the wrong spirit. And now you don't know how to deal with the thing that you're dealing with. Now mm-hmm. it's blown up into something different. And you just got to be mindful of that. Um, mindful of the people that you engage with. Soul ties don't just happen because somebody slept with somebody. Mm-hmm. That's soul ties run through, through, through conversation, through, through symbol. Like there's so many different things. So mm-hmm. just, just with that, I, I make sure to handle my pressure for my pressure and not any added pressure by first running to somebody else like, hey, like, nah, I have to sit with this. Wow. Wow. I don't even know where to go next. Like, what? I had I had, I had, had a whole layout like, oh, we go ask these questions and you just <laughs> me on a whole nother interview, a whole nother ride. Jesus. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I appreciate you. Thank you oh. so much. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, where are we at? Business. We didn't even talk about business. Oh, Julia, man. You, business. Okay, so girl, you're a serial entrepreneur. Okay. You have the proverbial girl. Uh-huh. You have the white space. Uh-huh. You have your book, Pressure Doesn't Change mm-hmm. Purpose. You're an author. You have so much going on for you right now. You're an evangelist, you're an activist, like you're a mental health advocate, like girl, like you, what, what are you not doing? 
What are you not doing? <sighs> um, um, I feel like I'm not doing a lot of things. Oh um, my goodness. And, and no, seriously, I'm I'm really happy that you know I got the book out. Yeah, my first book. I'm very, very, very proud of myself. Um, for that, I'm very, very proud of myself for, you know, honoring God. You know, because that's the one thing that, no matter what any of this stuff is, um, if God doesn't get the glory from it, then I don't want to do it. Amen. Like, and we've we've at, we've become we have we have created a box around God for what those things look like and I don't look like those things like a lot of people that I encounter they literally have to adjust themselves to the way I look first to hear the words that come out of my mouth Mm -hmm. but once I begin to speak they cannot deny the words and the wisdom of God but it's literally like I I told myself, like, one thing I was afraid of was, oh, I'm so creative. I'm not going to be able to do anything. Like, (laughs) what is this looking? And then that's when the moment God was like, Shalia, I need you, was the moment we realized the boundaries religion. People began to Mm -hmm. see the boundaries that religion has placed on on our our God, our, our belief. And, you know, to the point where, you ask yourself, like, why? Why did Jesus come? Mm-hmm. Why would? Why did he come in the first place? And everyone's like, to save the sinners. And I'm like, yes, to save the sinners. But where's the first place he go when he came? Where when his ministry started? Where did he go? He flipping tables in the synagogue. He flipping <laughs> tables. He addressing the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He's he's addressing these people because he's like, y'all got it all wrong. Y'all ain't making this good for nobody. Like that's imagined in my head. If <laughs> tree, and that's what I'm right. But um, we put a box around those things. So I said, God, you know, I want to use every single gift that I have to to honor you. And that's when he was like. You can have a talk show. You can. I want you to blur the line between between uh, culture and and faith. I want you to blur that line because my kingdom, everywhere is my kingdom. Everywhere my light shines is my kingdom. So if you're in a dark place, but you're there, and I and you're my kingdom, my kingdom is at hand. It's mm-hmm. there. So people who think of like kingdom, I asked someone. They said. I don't know. How big do you think the kingdom of God is? When you hear the kingdom of God, what do you think? What do you think, Michaela? I'm thinking, I mean, honestly, everybody. Everyone is the kingdom of God. Whether you believe or you don't believe, he created right. the heavens and the earth. It's so an everybody ecosystem. that is on this earth is it's part, a part of the kingdom of God. Of God. Mm-hmm. So many people think of the kingdom of God as I have to usher I have to usher you in to the kingdom of God as, and I have to usher like lost people. Like they don't get it. This is like, and I'm like, wow. Like, don't you know, like we we're citizens of the kingdom of God. We are citizens. Mm-hmm. They are aliens. They're mm-hmm. the things God called 
um, the, the, the squatter or the stray man or the man that's just coming along. That's what they are, but we're still supposed to tend to these people. We're still supposed to take our kingdom gifts and affect the world and not mm-hmm. let our worldly gifts affect the kingdom. So Ooh. we're trying to take things from outside of the world and, and what the world is, and we're trying to use them to build up the kingdom of God as if it's something that lacks infrastructure, mm-hmm. when in fact it's free, it's finished. When you when people say I'm kingdom building, that means I'm saving souls. That's what that should mean. I'm yes. saving souls, not I'm leading people to Christ. Exactly. No, this ain't got to do with infrastructure. You don't have to build in. It's already there. Mm-hmm. And so a big thing for me with my businesses or, you know, even the things that like, you know, I'm believing God to do is I'm allowing him to to make 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 me the connector of relevancy, the gap filler. I believe this generation that we are, the generation you are, Michaela, taking a magazine. Who's who's doing that? You tell me. Nobody. I ain't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's taking, you know, he's charging up his his um his children. He's 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 he is the gap filler in in general. God is the gap filler in general. Mm-hmm. That's how atoms stick together, and we don't know how because there's something in between them holding it together, like. We are the gap builders, and I just see God placing us in these gaps of media, entertainment, uh, you know, all of these places where we were told, don't go. Hey, don't go there. Don't do that. And he's like, no, 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 no. I need that. I need Mm -hmm. all of that. I need all of those spaces. So um, this year, my focus is really going to be on the white space, the white space, the white space, the white space, um, where people can come and make it make it about them express themselves mm-hmm. uh and that's the thing we don't give people a room to express themselves when we don't agree with it and for those that don't know the white space is her talk show oh so, yes. for those that don't know <laughs> yes. yes um it's literally the place unkept, untouched, because when you come in, I don't, I want to see what you think. And my response, because it's not just what I'm trying to do. See, people think you got to like literally have to throw the name God on every single thing you do for, to understand or feel the presence of him um, for who I am and everything mm-hmm. that I embody. For me to have the white space in the show, I can have I can have whoever I want to come on this show and speak and talk. But my response will not change because of what you are talking about. Mm-hmm. Like I am kingdom, so my yes. language, my I'm not going to try to. Hey, I don't want to say that because you really don't know what it means. No, I'm going to start saying it so that you can learn what it means. So yes. um, my response is not going to change. My response for how I believe in Jesus Christ is not going to change. Um, it's actually believe is going to create an appetite for figuring out who and what he is. So yes. that's how I look at business. Business is not about making money to me. It's about infiltrating those institutions that um, that have, have strayed from God. That, that's America. That's our system. But he's getting ready to that throne. Hey, hey, come on! He's getting ready to do it. He's really, he's really getting ready to do the unrest. Um, it's going to seem like chaos. The world is going to seem like chaos. But in the midst of that chaos, God is going to raise up that those those people who are supposed to be in position, um, church and state. Yes. Um, everyone's tripping like, no, it needs to be separate. Never. 
we only understand government from mm-hmm. church literally the bible mm-hmm. gives gave us the structure on the dynamics of how a kingdom should be yep. so it's literally like he's going to raise it up and i'm excited i know everyone's scared of this chaos trump don't scare me trump don't trump was placed me in the office actually. by god <laughs> like yes he don't surprise me like no we are in unrest and is God is about to make it. He's 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 about to get the world's attention. He's about mm-hmm. to have the world on their their toes. Like, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? And he's gonna show himself. His glory yeah. is even now being revealed through so many different things and people. He's gonna show himself to the fact where the news media and outlets they they're not gonna be able to help but to show. Do y'all see this? Yes. Do you guys see this? Like that. And it's already begun. It has already begun. Yes. Yep. So that's business for me. My father's business. Business is my father's business. Yes. Michaela. Yes. My father's business. Yes. Now you are the passion preacher. Your style Mm -hmm. is unconventional, yet you're authentic. And so everything that you do in being about your father's business is to change the way not just millennials think but the Mm -hmm. way everyone approaches things and direct them back to kingdom living yes how have you not how what is the response that you've seen so far um man so i've i've seen all of them right um i've seen the responses that are oh no <laughs> she got that ring in her nose she got a sleeve of tattoos absolutely not um you know this this year I took a dive behind the um the preaching world of evangelism God really blessed me in order to connect and to see and to be um you know in that space and <laughs> To, to see it all and to experience it all, it's, it, it's just been like, it's been changing. It's been changing for me as I've been evolved mm-hmm. to like see, um, you know, I never preached in a skirt. I, I, I just didn't, that's just not my thing. Like I never, and so it, it showed me the different levels of, of, you know, accepting in that place and then in business like making business deals or marketing deals and how people approach you and why they approach you um it's it's been a roller coaster for sure it's been a roller coaster and willing my emotions over the fact that someone can completely write you off because of how you look or if you don't do a thing a certain way mm-hmm. um but also it's been it's been amazing it's been amazing to see people break out and break from and you know a lot of people I've gotten one thing specifically that you know I feel that because I I know myself as a person too (laughs) so Mm -hmm. one thing I've gotten a lot is that there is a spirit of freedom like, mm-hmm. if God said, I wanted you to be free, he would paint it like you. Amen. And that was a, that was a, a space for me because it was, it was, t- it touched me so much. It touched me so much because 
that's what I do. That I trailblaze through, I, I deliverance and and trailblazing through, and I start to feel away when I feel like confined or mm-hmm. con, like I need structure. But when I'm starting to feel like completely confined, I I really don't know. You know, my, the only way for me to respond is I got to get out of this. That's like like that's like I I got to get out of it. And, and unless it's like pressure from God and you know that's when you just gotta sit in it yeah. he's not gonna let you go anyway but it charges me up to get out of it and so to have people come to me like man your freedom is what I admire your freedom and and you're just you like you just you're free to do whatever and I'm like you see this freedom when God said there's liberty there, there, there's whom the sun sets free is free indeed mm-hmm. you know where the spirit of the lord is there's liberty i i told you i walk with i walk with god like i don't just moments i'm walking with him so if you see the spirit of the lord i mean there is liberty it's liberty i look so free because i've given up everything mm. i look so free because um when it came down to it and God said my will or your will. And I said, okay, your will and understanding that free will. Once you step inside of God's will, free will is just the ability not to choose him. Mm. That's what it is. the, The ability not to choose him. And so it's like that freedom you see is me choosing God over and over and over again but you like you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it's nothing i'm doing but choosing him over and over and his will over and over again that's it so and i i suspect it won't get easier i suspect that it will get harder especially by um you know the way that god has opened my understanding and my knowledge to a lot of different things um I suspect the way that I think will be heresy to a lot of people I suspect but that's nothing new you know Jesus was persecuted first like Martin Luther King was persecuted first like there are people who are in this earth they're usually hated before they're appreciated and love Mahatma Gandhi Nelson Mandela these people Billy Graham like these people have literally they were hated before they were loved oh hey y'all hated Obama but as soon as that Trump got in office and I miss my president (laughs) 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 man I miss my president (laughs) like you know so I'm just leaning on God and trusting him um that I'll never fall victim to the opinions of people who had no say in my creation i love it what's next for shalia roby world ministries (laughs) (laughs) uh what's next i will say one thing tv Mm -hmm. i will say all things film just be looking out for all things film and um if something else comes it would be because 
the Holy Spirit wants to advance something else during this time, but I know for sure it'll be filmed. For sure. All right. I can't wait to see. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> so where can people find you? Um, yes, you can find me um, on Instagram at Shalia Roby. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Shalia Roby. Both of them will say the Passion Preacher as my uh, name under my at. Um, and also on Facebook, um, we can follow and like my page, Shalia Roby World Ministries. Um, and, you know, just be prepared for some. I'm, I'm coming with it different. I, I'm. I want to open the mind of the world to the possibilities of God. No mm. one, not one person should think something is not impossible because their surroundings told them so. Amen. That no one. We all have access. We just have to want to realize that access and address that access because if I think anything is impossible, now I'd be like, dang, I struggled for no reason all those years. Some people hold on to that because they're like, nope. That's why a lot of people don't believe in God is because one thing happened, they held on to it, and they're like, no, because this, because of this. Mm-hmm. It's like, but what about all of that? Who you think did all of that? Mm-hmm. I really don't know how it's not possible for people to like not believe in God. Like, I'm sorry. I'd be like, oh, so who did it then? <laughs> Like, really, like, who, especially mm-hmm. when it's, like, super calculated, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, did you see how that came around full sp- circle? And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. No, that's God. That's not pretty cool. There is no such thing as a coincidence. Not nothing. one. Not one. That's why he said there's nothing new under the sun is because he actually did it already. Mm-hmm. Before you, he knew you, you were, you were the idea of you. He created you before you were manifested. His word, your word, his word came out before you were manifested. But while his word came out, he literally walked through every single path and everything, every single scenario people have. He walked through it all before you were manifested into this earth. So it's not the Holy Spirit is really actually reliving what it has already been through. You're just figuring out what the Holy Spirit knows about it. Can I just say you just took the words out of my mouth? Like I was thinking it and you were saying it. Wow. See, that's the Holy Spirit though. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's so good. Okay. So Shalia, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your obedience to God. Thank you for allowing him to order your footsteps. Thank you for everything that you have done from from your journey from childhood and accepting that calling, even if it wasn't what you wanted at the time and mm-hmm. walking fully in that calling now. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for seeing me as a light. I, I cannot stress how um, humbled and how grateful I am to even be used by God and in a manner. So I want to say thank you for, you know, your love and your spirit and your support. Um, Thank you so much for letting God use you. Well, I got to be obedient. That's it. I got to be obedient. Yeah. Now, I do end every interview with the same question. Okay. Iron wifey 
uh, is created to sharpen and encourage women in Christ. And our motto mm-hmm. is derived from Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen that states as one man sharpens another mm-hmm. or it's iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. So our motto mm-hmm. is this iron sharpens iron, one woman sharpens another. How are you sharpening mm-hmm. the other women in your life? I really strive to, to let women know that they're not alone. To be women is to be in a society built by, you know, hegemonic masculinity. Um, and to be under that, um, and know that, you know, there's a point that everything you did was dictated by the instruction of a man or an instruction of that. So my biggest thing is to understand the power and the view that women have in them. Um, and that's through, that's through just showing love. Like I, you know, you meet some people, especially women, cause I'm going to be just real about it. Cause that's just what I am. You be women, and they just really, like, they'll have a stank face. They'll mm-hmm. be, like, not say hi for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, all this other stuff. And it is my goal to always be like, oh, you look beautiful. Oh, how are you? Oh, yes. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're blessed. Because I need you to know from one woman to another woman, I see you. Yes. I love you. And that we, I, we, I'm sure of it. I'm 98% sure that we have experienced majority of the same thing that I have seen things that you've seen and you've seen things that I have seen. So understanding that there's, you're not alone. You don't have to compete with, with anybody else around you because you are you. That's your power. Like that, that's, that's your power. So that's how I try to sharpen the women around me with love, love. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. No, thank you. Like, really, thank you. This was good. Yes. Yeah. This was really good. Wow, that was so good. Oh, my goodness. Praise God. And thank you to Shalia for sharing her testimony, being transparent, and allowing her story to be a catalyst of change for someone else. If you're experiencing anything along the lines of suicidal thoughts, depression, physical or mental abuse, or manipulation, I want you to know that you're not alone and that Jesus loves you. He will listen to you. He can help you. He can fill the void, and he has placed people on this earth for you to talk to. If you're suicidal, contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one 800 273-8255. And if you believe you're in danger or you honestly just need someone to talk to, there's no need to be ashamed. There are people here to help you. We all need help. If you're in physical danger, please call 911. Uh, But if you really need someone to talk to, it's okay to seek counseling. You're not alone and you will get through this. Now, that's it for now, loves. Know that Jesus loves you. I love you. I'm praying for you always. Continue to sharpen the woman in your life as we carry out our father's business. Until next time, I'll catch you in the next episode.